Daryl Sutter got fired from the Calgary Flames. Oh my God, man. Dude, showed a clip of him yesterday on the news when they're talking about it. Mm. Guy looks like he's 97. He's pretty old. He's like Years 60, old. 67 maybe. <laughs> No, man, he's not 67. Oh, yeah, well, you know the Goras be aging horrendously. I know, but that's different, man. <laughs> no, he's not. Si- I okay. Who, what are your guesses? If you guys follow me on Instagram or follow me on Twitter, you will know as of yesterday, I'm the unofficial CEO of Chutney's Indian Grill, okay? So as CEO, I'm asking you to check it out. Check out Chutney's Indian Grill, Canada's first fast casual Indian restaurant. They're the Chipotle of Indian food. They got something for everyone. Vegan, veggie, gluten-free, non-veg. Well, people say that in India all the time. Non-veg or veg. And that confuses me. I get confused. Like, just say meat. Meat or non- or meat or veg, you know? See, I already got confused there. Okay, anyways. Check out, you know, check them out, check them out. They got three locations now. They got South Surrey, Grandview Central. They got Abbotsford location in Clearbrook Town Square. And they got a brand new location in Langley at Willowbrook Park. Go to any of those locations, mention the podcast, get the discount, mention and say congratulations to the staff for their brand new CEO right here, Coach Pete. Chutney's Indian Grill. No, man, he's not 67. Oh, yeah, well, you know the Goras be aging horrendously. I know, but that's different, man. <laughs> no, he's not... Si- I, okay, who, what are your guesses? Was no, I think he's probably around like 60, mid-60s, late 60s. Because he was like 50 when... How old is he? How old is uh, he? But apparently, he's 64. Yeah, oh. mid-60s. <gasps> oh, my God. There's literally a picture of him where he looks like he's 90 plus. So, I'm like shocked that they actually fired him. Yeah, they needed to though, man. Because like, the player started uh, like the uh, when the season ends, they always like the management has like a meet like always has interviews with players. Mm. Like they'll interview like a bunch of players, a bunch of staff, like you know coaches, everyone, and then the GM like you know kind of has an idea of like where everyone's at. Mm. And I get a lot of players and manage like other like you know management close to the team mm. was like yeah like no this guy is not the guy hmm. and then so that's why they let him go yeah so then they fired him they're like fuck this guy he's Damn. like a dark cloud over the team that's what they were saying and i think i heard today or yesterday they were saying that they want now they're looking for somebody who has like a better i don't know aura <laughs> you could call Just it like better at ma- managing like the younger like you know younger players like the new generation of yeah. players. yeah and they also said something like and a, and a friendly face uh yeah. for the team yeah. to represent the team because like he always oh, looks so angry that, that's how horrible he was no he's just like one of those like he is like for him it was like strictly business like we're here to like win games and you guys get paid to win games so that's what we're doing there was no like you know he wasn't like you know he wouldn't like laugh about stuff he wasn't like overly like um, you know, positive about his players. He never spoke well of all of his players. If anything, he did the opposite. And he just like, yeah, he was just like into that old school, like way hockey used to that be. That just shows you like the shift and even like the world now. Yeah. Like the generation, like, you know how people say like this girl, like younger generation is so soft now. Mm-hmm. Like you have to adjust. No, like not even like that. I think that was like obviously one aspect of it. But I think it was just like the whole thing, like, he was like, like back in the day, like, you know, when hockey was around, like rookies or like new people entering into like the league, 
they weren't like they were always like no you have to like start at a lower like level ahl or whatever and work your way there if you're better than like the rest of the team or this or that right but nowadays like these guys that come up they're already like built like fucking men so they can come into the league but he's not about that so then we have all these players that are like young they can't come up and then some of them don't even sign with Calgary because they're like, yo, what? The, like, there's no chance we're going to get to play for this coach anyways. Mm-hmm. And when they do get the off chance to come like play for them, he's never like, oh, no, like you had a good showing because you want to like build up your players too, right? Yeah. Like, but he would just say shit like, oh, like, who was that? What number was he? Like, oh, oh. let me check. Like, you know, just dumb shit like that. Yeah. And then p- players are just like, even if they won games, like, you know, like builds team morale, you like celebrate, you're yeah. like, positive, you're happy. Like for him, it was like, no, like we're not celebrating. This is just one win. We're going back again, like yeah. in two days, blah, 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 you know? He's just like a desi dad. Yeah, he's basically yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> basically that. Daryl Sutter won the fucking Jack Adams. He won the coach of the year award. Last, just yeah. last year and just he gets like, fired this year? Yeah. Wow. And this year, like, get the fuck out of here. The biggest yeah. downfall. Uh, enough of your fucking dumb shit. <laughs> but I did hear it last year too, like with Tony and even when they would talk about him on TV, they'd be mm-hmm. like, oh wow, nice to see Daryl Sutter crack a smile today or Daryl Sutter had something nice to say about so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. I can't believe this is like a rare event. Yeah, because usually like even if you know like your team's like doing bad, like every other coach would be like, yeah, you know, like as a collective, it's not working as this or that, like, you know, but this guy's just straight like, yeah, this guy needs to work harder, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and now you're a player, you're like, what the fuck, fuck you. Did you guys hear about that, the, that gold heist at Pearson Airport? Yeah, Yeah, I didn't really read about it. I was like, yo, that's crazy. It was this year for sure, right? (laughs) No, they don't know. They're still investigating. Yeah. But $20 million worth of gold was stolen from apparently the Air Canada holding facility not the actual airport like oh, yeah. they the airport didn't have like jurisdiction over that area yeah i could be wrong on that though don't quote me on that so it's um, why an air canada employee but their investigators released something that it looks like an inside job and there's something about brinks that was mentioned really yeah you know brinks the guys like a that full go on fucking heist <laughs> yeah it was a full-on heist yeah damn yeah um you were getting creative out here Imagine like there, there's people that are fully like applying to this job, going through the interview process. Oh, I bet you it's years in the hired. making. Yeah, I bet you it's years this. in the making. It could have been like a guy who's been working at Brinks for 15 years, what? and he's just like, I'm waiting for my fucking moment. But why? How long was the gold in the airport for? Why the fuck was the gold in the airport for that long? Well, I'm not surprised. Like, let's say it came off of a plane and it's just waiting to be picked up. Yeah, or waiting to be even like no, no, by Brinks. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm thinking of the guy that worked at Brinks for like years. How would he even have known that? Um, it's probably yeah. It's probably someone that ways was to find out literally anything and everything. But that guy was probably already working there, and then he probably realized that there's this fucking cargo thing coming. In most of the news articles, it just says Toronto Pearson International Airport. It doesn't say anything about Air Canada. Yeah, I don't know where I heard that, but maybe it might not have been them but it says that there was an aircraft container carrying the goods arrived at the airport in the evening mm-hmm. and was transported to a cargo holding facility so it was it seems like it was one shipment yeah so uh a location often used to ship gold mined in the province of ontario mm-hmm. yeah so it's like people yeah it seems like an inside job about $20 million worth. <laughs> in this article, it says, This theft could mark one of the biggest heists in Canadian history. 
a list that includes a 2011 and 2012 Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist, when 3,000 tons of maple syrup valued at $18 million was stolen from a storage facility in Quebec. What the fuck would you do with 3,000 tons? There was a documentary made about that. What? what I've never heard of this before. Where were they selling this shit? The Maple Syrup Heist? Apparently, it's like a big deal. And also the selling of maple syrup is like controlled by the government so they have what <laughs> there's a whole ass documentary on netflix what? Ma- government controlling maple syrup supplies <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. uh, leave it to canada to control the food is fucking thing right? <laughs> <laughs> people are like, yeah people are controlling like gold diamonds, like diamonds real estate like you know Canada's like, we'll just do the maple syrup, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll take it from here. Yeah. Hold our beer. <laughs> While we hold this maple syrup. Yeah. Oh, my God. That and then is... they sell it on the black market. No way. There's no fucking maple syrup black market. Get the fuck out of here. People can just plant these fucking trees. Isn't that where the maple syrup is coming yeah, from? Yeah, but you can't. You can't um, farm, like, what is it, the term for, like, farming maple, maple syrup, pretty much, and, like, tapping those trees to remove the, the sap, you can't do it. It's, like, a, it's moderated by the government. <laughs> Shut the fuck I'm telling you right now. Government has got a bunch of fucking people out in the forest looking. Dude, there's a Vice article inside, <laughs> inside Quebec's maple syrup cartel. The there's a booming black market, multi-million dollar maple syrup. Okay. Yeah, laugh at me now. But laugh why does it some other person outside of Canada? If I owned a massive ass farm, why don't I just plant a bunch of maple trees? Because I'm telling you, it's controlled by the government. If they see there's a bunch of freaking maple trees here, the government's gonna be like, "You need this needs to go through us." What the fuck is Canada doing? <laughs> this whole country is falling apart, and we're fucking controlling maple syrup. Oh, get the fuck out of here. This is why, Girk. One barrel of oil. Okay, so this article was published in 2016. One barrel of oil currently costs about $50. Okay. One barrel of maple syrup, $1,200. No way. (laughs) Yeah. Actually? Yeah. I'm going to go to the land we have and plant a bunch of maple trees. (laughs) What are we doing? What are we doing? Fuck this oil game. Just plant a bunch of regular trees on the perimeter and in the middle it's all maple trees. Yeah. Okay, and this is because Quebec Okay, also, do you think that that thing's going to start yielding maple syrup like next year? No, but set set it up for the future, man. It would take years. Generational 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 maple syrup wealth. Generational wealth, buddy. I'm putting it in the fucking wheel. And the reason it's so high is because Quebec provides 71% of the world's maple syrup and forces producers to sell to the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers. It's a government-sanctioned, like like, like an OPEC-like cartel. But what if I'm in a different country, why don't I just plant a maple tree there? You could. Because one maple tree only yields so much maple syrup. I know, but I'm just saying, like, imagine I'm like a multi-fucking millionaire and I just go buy a hundred acres and I plant fucking a hundred acres worth of maple trees. Okay, let's see. Maple syrup barrel price. In 2022, $1,300 a barrel. Yeah, for $1,300 a barrel. For why, am I, why are these companies spending billions of dollars drilling for oil? Go plant a bunch of fucking maple trees. Hire a bunch of farmers, way more greener for the environment. Who the fuck is eating that much maple syrup? <laughs> Straight up, man. It's so sweet. It's too sweet, man. It takes 30 to 50 gallons of sap to make one gallon of syrup. There you go. An amount of sap that can take a single mature maple tree 
an entire sugaring season to produce. That's right. It takes a lot of time and a huge amount of hard work to make any amount of maple syrup. So it's too much effort. But there's the people that have been doing it, especially in Quebec, have been doing it for generations. Mm. Yeah. We need to get on that. No, you just leave it to Kirk them just now. Here's any fucking idea to make any money. Now he's gonna his whole yeah. life's purpose is gonna be a maple syrup tree plant for the next four days. For the next <laughs> no. four days. For the next four days, hundred percent is getting research. Yeah. <laughs> can you buy like fully grown maple trees? What yeah. if you can? Ricard, if that was possible, it would have been done, and the price price wouldn't be thirteen hundred dollars a barrel. Oh, who knows? Maybe it can be done. Oh my god, that's fucking crazy. Maybe I there's no another idea. country in this world. There's just a bunch of maple trees existing. I'll just buy a land with a bunch of maple trees on it okay maple trees are found throughout the northern hemisphere the sugar maple which is a source of most maple syrup is mostly found in eastern canada so it's rare it's rare to where it grows and i'm pretty sure you don't want to go live in quebec or have anything to do with quebec (laughs) i've been seeing all this news recently like about like ai yeah and all these people coming out of the woodworks right now but i think it's all just fucking panic about what like people yeah like like Rick is saying like essentially like panic amongst like people who are like called the pioneers of modern day ai yeah like there's this guy jeffrey something i don't know he just retired from google and he's according to the new york times he's the quote godfather of ai so he initially like is the creator of what you see right now and like chat gpt and stuff like that and he came out and said like you know it yeah like ai like its benefits right now outweigh like the cons for a lot of things he's like but it's going in a direction where where i'm like nervous or kind of like he was kind of saying like he's like nervous about where it's headed and there's no controls right now on anything and anyone can do whatever they want with the ai or generate whatever they want to he was like he said like i tell myself that if i didn't do it someone else would have done it to make myself feel better like of my contribution to ai but I think it's just panic, man. Everyone's just tripping out right now. I'm sure this shit's going to be like, you know. It'll need to be regulated to a crazy level because just the shit that people are able to do with it even right now yeah. is out of control. Okay, it's not going to kill us. It's Hopefully the... not. What do you mean? I mean, I don't know. You just never know. Like, you just never, like, what they're able to do with AI, like, what AI can do, like, now. But I still think that's so far away, man. Because I fully believe that the fucking like government has like control over everything. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. They they're already fifty years ahead of us, like minimum in technology. So they probably are kind of knowing what's going to be coming. I was reading this article that was like scientists have now. Um, what was it say? It was saying a uh, scientists claim to have found a way to use brain scans and AI to transcribe the gist of what a person is thinking so it's like a step towards mind reading oh my god Hmm. so they i was reading this article where they attach like in the study they attach like a compute like people's minds to like these computers Hmm. and then and they used like the the people's like brains were connected to these ai softwares where they were like spit out like stories or things or sentences or images or something. And then certain parts of their brain would like go off and then the computer would know like, okay, when they were shown this image or this sentence or whatever, this is what they thought of or something, blah, blah, blah. Right. So then they uh, put in random brain scans of other people into um, the AI software and it spit out the gist of what they were thinking at that time. So one was like they did a test where a guy was thinking 
I don't have my driver's license mm -hmm. and the AI spit out um, this person is thinking they haven't started to drive yet. Oh, like it was so it was similar. Yeah. Damn. So they were like, we didn't think that like it would be so accurate, but this is like a kind of a step towards. And then there's people speaking out like other scientists, like this is fucked. Like we should not be looking into like reading people's minds and blah, blah, blah. But I think all this shit's like, you know, if it's like an opt in thing, you know what I mean? Like if you want to do it. Yeah. If for whatever reason you want people to know what you're thinking all the time, then here you can. Do yeah. It. Like they said, you would have to be you'd have to give permission for countless hours yeah. for the AI to learn like your yeah. brain and stuff. But so mainly I think it's for people who can't speak yeah. and stuff like that. Like the AI would be able to help them. Or they may lose their ability to speak. Speak or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But then I was thinking, I'm like, what if it, like, what if it gets to the point where like, cause who would have thought 200 years from now we'd be able to do this type of stuff. Right. Yeah. What if in another 200 years, it's like, you're like, you know this whole new age like movement of being able to be in control of your thoughts yeah like try to control your mind to think like positively and you'll have a positive outcome but a lot of people struggle with that yeah that's where like mental health and stuff comes like what if ai gets to a point where it you can use it mm -hmm. to assist you in helping you control your thoughts yeah yeah wouldn't that be, be wild crazy. they probably already have something similar to that something who knows all this like meditation all this type of shit you could just outsource it mm. <laughs> Yo, you never know man you never know you don't know what's possible i don't think anything's impossible now all these articles i read and shit but some of the headlines and you actually read the article is like nothing to do with yeah that. like yeah. that was one article that was like um new studies suggest that picking your nose could lead to an increase of in alzheimer's yeah, i saw that excuse too. me <laughs> yeah i was like green's fucked <laughs> it's not me i if you i think if someone said blowing your nose would cause Alzheimer's, I'd be freaking out right now. Why you blow your nose that often? Yeah, I have a major sinus issue. Oh. No, it's like a they did, did, did a study in like mice. Are you someone with persistent acne, oily skin, or large pores? You guys stop buying these TikTok viral products, all right? Most of the time, they're ineffective, they don't work on everyone. And it's just not long lasting. It's not gonna solve the root of the problem here, okay? And you have to buy like 50 products and test them all out and see which one's right for you. No, no, no. Just go to Fresh Canvas Spa, all right? And get their Avi Clear Laser. It's literally a magic wand for curing moderate and severe acne in all ages. This month, they're giving one free skincare kit with Avi Clear treatments and one free treatment to anyone who books at their Burnaby location. Some of their May specials include buy four, get one free face and underarm laser, full legs, arms, and underarms for just 250, two mother-daughter hydrofacials, plus free Zoe skincare gift for 275, and two Oxygenio facials for 255. Make sure you guys visit them and use code COACHES to get discounts on regular price services and tell them that we sent you here from the pod, all right? Fresh canvas, check them out. All right, guys, let's hop in. There's not much happening. So let's just hop into the coaches huddle portion of the podcast. This is where we answer your questions, react to your stories. Please don't take anything we say seriously. We're just talking that shit. If you need real professional help, please reach out to someone who knows what they're talking about. This is just for entertainment purposes only.
Okay, I wanted to read this one first because I feel like this is Kar Kar Di Kahani. What? Like, yeah, like it. He, he totally did not get that. Kar Kar, kar Di Kahani. What's that? Ka- what? The story of every household. Oh, Kar Kar. Kar Kar Di Kahani. Oh, I was like, what the fuck was that first one? I didn't even know what you were saying. <laughs> I, I was like, I heard Kar. I, and no, I, I knew it, but I'm like, this guy just. <laughs> I heard Kar, and then I was like, what was the first thing she said? <laughs> I thought you first. I thought you were saying "har kar di kahani." I was like, "What the fuck?" That could work too. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But I just feel like everyone has dealt, seen this, either yeah. in someone that they know or it happened to them too. Yeah. But I was like, okay, let's talk about this. Okay. Uh. Coach P, need your advice. We have a situation in the family. So my husband's cousin lives with my in-laws. Okay. Okay. She's undocumented. Okay. <laughs> How is this every family? What do you mean? Every family just has an undocumented fucking uh, business. Has had an undocumented in their house at one point. Really? How many have we had? <laughs> no, but they're documented still. Oh, yeah, they are documented. But like, whatever. It's some sort of this type of situation. Okay, sure. Like some like, yeah. But they're whatever. always... Whatever. Some always, person from India that's been living in their house. Okay? Yeah. But documented yeah. is like, you know, even if they're here on a visitor visa, that's documented. Okay, but... This th- is straight like, I don't know, I was smuggled on a boat or some <laughs> shit. Like, no, I'm telling you right Came now. Came in that's through Mexico. Mexico. No, okay, but her being documented, undocumented is completely irrelevant to the story, okay? I don't know why she said that. Anyways. It's pretty relevant. Okay, my in-laws who have been supporting her family since she was a newborn for all costs, expenses, and education, did her roca with a dude from a repu- a reputable good family. He's independent, settled, and and is an only child. She will have no in-law drama because he lives on his own. Okay? We just found out that the cousin has been talking to another guy for the past three plus years. This guy is undocumented. I don't know why she's saying undocumented. Like, what? Like, maybe it's in the States or something. I don't maybe know. it matters. We don't know anything about him or his family. Maybe when, his like, student visa expired. When spoken to, he doesn't sound mature or smart. My husband, who is very open-minded, um, also didn't get good vibes from this guy. My in-laws are furious because when they asked her if she's ready to get married, she said, yes, I'm happy with whatever you decide, thinking that this rishta won't go far. After they did her roka, she started saying she's not happy and didn't want to get married. I asked her in private multiple times if she's involved with someone else and she denied it each time. She had to come clean to us with her lies and now everything's gone out of hand. My husband and I are trying to calm everyone down. Everyone is super upset. They have given her the following options. One, forget her boyfriend and marry the guy they choose. Two, leave the house if she wants to marry her boyfriend. Or three, go back to India. Mm. Okay, I really want... What option did she take? I really want the best for her. She wants to buy time, but my in-laws won't give her that. She doesn't want to get married to anyone right now, even her boyfriend. My in-laws don't want to keep her in the house and support her any longer because she betrayed the trust by constantly lying about having a boyfriend despite all they have done for her. Your advice needed here. I don't know. I First of all, I am completely against this whole fucking, you know trying to do this much to get someone to canada okay yeah honestly i'm, I'm on because we've i've we've been through it multiple times <laughs> yeah and i've told this story so many yeah. times on the podcast so how it never works, works out. out and yeah. maybe less than one percent of people can say like yeah. oh we have a great relationship yeah. with the people and we support them nine times out of the ten yeah you nine times out of the ten yeah. <laughs> you are gonna get get you slapped yeah because when you bring someone here or when you like want to you know bring someone here quote to give them a better life our parents generally do it 
with this idea that we're doing something for them. Therefore, they need to treat us a certain way. Yeah. Respect us in a certain way. There's this expectation or that comes also along with do it. things our way. Oh yeah, yeah, or do things our way or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like we bought you here, now you have to marry the guy we want you to yeah, marry. Yeah. Like that Or know? like we brought you here, you have to do work like this or yeah. whatever it may be, right? And this is a person's life. Yeah. Right? So at the end of the day, you can't dictate what they do. They're an individual, they're a human being. Yeah. Like for you to like sit there and be like, we've done X, Y, and Z for this person, therefore they should do what we want them to do do i agree with this girl about lying yeah. and all that like no obviously whatever her reasons may be maybe she was scared to tell you guys or whatever it is at the end of the day this whole situation is not going to end up good because now your in-laws already have a bad taste in their mouth yeah. that she disrespected them their ego is bruised bruised that's to the a, main thing here. that's the main thing here it's that they got this like rishta did the roka now they're gonna be left looking like <laughs> like, the other family is gonna be like yeah. like it just you know it's like it just looks on bad on them yeah, in the desi way because yeah. like oh they fully brought this rishta forward haan karti and, 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 and yeah. this and that they're gonna be like so it, they didn't even know that the girl had like you know yeah yeah so always it looks bad like it it looks bad it's going to end up in a bad situation i would say just tell her to like do her thing like she's on her own now yeah. first of all they should have cut ties a long time ago yeah, yeah. the supporting people like this yeah. unless you're a, a fully altruistic human being that expects <laughs> nothing in return and yeah. you're not also falling for thing like i'm assuming that this girl's parents were probably begging this girl other girl's in-laws to yeah. find her arista so she can settle down in this country yeah. and move on with her life yeah, and blah yeah. blah blah they just they want the best for their kid right yeah. and these people got all hyper mm. and they were like oh yeah and they're pretty much like you know at this point then this is also helping our family in india yeah. and it'll make this girl's life better they're yeah. doing it so they're doing it yeah because they think they're helping yeah. someone yeah. but when it backfires on them then they're like this is a disrespect beyond next level disrespect yeah but really so the co- common denominator in all a lot of these issues these types of issues is that kid that is here from india who's not telling the truth from day one or isn't open and upfront or direct about what it is that they want yeah, yeah. yeah. they're yeah, too yeah. like because they're not used to doing that shit in india and they're always just like you know it's like so much more like yeah but now you're an adult like get with it that's what happens then they come to canada they realize oh shit oh yeah we are with it and then they're like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) this exact situation happened in our family too same okay same in mind where we had a girl cousin who came here my one of my other family members like adopted her everything brought her here you know got her like life set up and all this type of stuff got a rishta for her she backed out last minute yeah like, and it looked so bad on everyone in the family, blah, blah, blah. And in the end, what happened? We don't talk to her anymore. Yeah. yeah. So th- that's what's going to happen here. Like, it's, and like, looking back on it now, obviously, I think it's like so stupid. I'm just like, whatever. Who the fuck cares? She's living her life. Yeah. She's married now, has kids. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, let her live her life. But my other relatives are still 
butthurt beyond butthurt yeah like they hear her name and they're like get don't even fucking say her name around here <laughs> like it's like that bad yeah it's because the, these people that are doing these things don't have anything better to do yeah. Yeah. anything better to do anything better to think about they're not about making their own lives better like our parents our other relatives and stuff like this is what their life's purpose is yeah it's, I think it's just to like do things in a group like thinking group uh everything like you do everything in a group yeah whereas we come here we're born here but we're, now these yeah. young kids that are coming here we're taught to be like individuals yeah and these kids from India, like, I feel bad, but they're stuck in between. But really, if you just said no to the Rishta from the beginning, yeah, you wouldn't be in this pickle. Yeah, 100%. And all these people wouldn't be so pissed. Like, it's crazy, man. And also, like, it's 2023. Why the hell is this shit still happening? Yeah. I honestly think if you're going to do it, then it should be, like, already pre-discussed with whoever the person is that's coming here. Like, yo, we can help you out to a certain extent yeah you can stay with us for a certain extent you yeah know, two months three months four months whatever right and then we can help we'll help you get a job once you get a job and you're making your own money then you're gonna have to like yeah. find your own place yeah, right yeah then but that's I would too say, direct for yeah. our culture our culture is but that's when like the indirect. kid then like you know but then th- this time i don't know how many times i told my dad i'm like yeah. stop bringing your siblings fucking kids here and then they turn around and they disrespect you in a certain way and i could do exactly what this person did and you're not going to get as pissed or that offended because at the end of the day you can just get you slap me down back to earth but this person comes in and you're expecting them to behave a certain way or treat you a certain way which i think they should have i obviously think any person that's fucked over my family i think Mm. did it in a fucked up way and did it the wrong way Mm. like i also don't talk to those people Mm. but i just think you put all these expectations on this person when you have expectations on someone you're bound to get disappointed yes so uh, my advice would be and harsh as this sounds is you need to like cut the cord with this chick okay she's old enough she should be able to support herself. She has a job. She goes to school. Whatever she does. Yeah, yeah. Especially if she has a job, then she can like find a place, rent a place, yeah. get a room. Like right. people are like that. I think the thing is, is we also like think when people come from here, like come here from India, mm-hmm. that they have zero idea of how anything's going. That they know everything. They know everything. They're like these guys <laughs> have done their research beforehand. I swear to God, I've seen it firsthand, man. They've done their research. They know everything, like top to bottom, like they know they might just not be able to like get it immediately yeah. but i've noticed that a lot of people do manage to get it quicker like they, when they need yeah. it and also like she did mention here in here which i like left out but she said like her in-laws want this girl deported no <laughs> but, like, they're really anything. upset like, they're, they're super <laughs> upset like, their eagles are beyond this bruised. is crazy i don't think i could live a clean conscious knowing that i destroyed someone's life based on my ego yes like i don't think that's a good idea um because 15 years down the road if you're gonna look back on your life and you're gonna think like what good have i done Mm -hmm. you're gonna have this black tarnished like thing on your like life okay so if anything just cut the cord Cut the cord, okay? <laughs> I would 100% be like trying to get that person Yeah, deported. 100% Girk would. <laughs> I 100% would. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here then. You want to fuck around like that? Yeah, but then you would feel like I feel God, like... I send you back to India and then let's see you make it on your own. Come <laughs> so here on your own fucking then. Fuck um, you. They made it up until this point. Yeah, cut the cord. I just feel cord, like when you look back on your life and like what you're... 
what you've done in your life you just don't want something bad like that on it no matter how bad someone's fucked you over like what this girl can do is go back to her in-laws be like look why are you guys wasting your time energy and potentially like more money on the situation and also like look at like where are you making this decision from like is it out of anger is it because like from like your bruised ego mindset like you have to consider all those things like you need to just think about it with a tanda damag and be like ultimately what matters all all that matters is your own health and happiness and that of your immediate family yeah that's and it. everything else is a bonus everyone everything else everyone else just let them do whatever they want yeah, just straight up, just kick her out, man. If she, especially if she has a job. And I'm, I, I'm fully, I don't know that people might be like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's not how. Whatever, okay. But my, based on our experience, Gravine's experience, yeah. a, a lot of my friends who have very similar experiences. When you have, when our generation of like our parents' generation, when they help people like this, even if it's their own family, they just bring their own ego and yes. expectations into the situation and it never ends up good mm-hmm. okay their own kids don't live up to their expectations but the thing is that you can't fully disown your kid yeah, yeah. right they don't have it in them to disown their kids so what do they do they just disown these like other people's kids, other people's kids <laughs> and act like it's the end of the world so that's my two cents everyone just needs to like back off and just cut the cord and move on to goddamn life yeah this is how well, as i started thinking about it i was like oh this person this happened to this person. these are like my first cousins they're not even like random people and li- i've literally seen every situation like situations where like somebody had somebody from before but then they either a went along with like whatever the family wanted and then it just like fell apart afterwards yeah. or i've seen like one of my cousins fully cut like a side deal with the person that they had an arranged yeah. marriage with yeah. to be like hey let's just get married just for the sake of like the family you bring me to canada and then when i get there i'll cut you a check for this much Mm -hmm. but you have to guarantee me a divorce because i already have someone dude when someone told me the going rate to get fake married to someone in india i fully questioned it like i was like uh should i or should i not like considered it and especially because i haven't been divorced before yeah the race higher (laughs) honestly man i'm telling you not a bad way this is before fucking justin trudeau fucked me over and otherwise before then the rates were going no i still high. think you could get like a good amount of money man. how much honestly i'm thinking with inflation 100k what <laughs> i think so yeah i believe you it. guys yeah. i believe it dude people are paying like 50k for like a work permit like you know these fake lmias and shit like that people are paying like 50 60k for that to come here for a job and work and this and this imagine people are like yo you don't even need to work you just get married to the chick <laughs> We'll send you the money. And then you just do whatever you want. Yeah. 100K. I mean, I don't know if I'd do it for 100K. I'll do it for 100K. I'll divorce Karen right now. I'll go there and fucking. <laughs> but then your rate is going to be lower, Girk. Yeah, you're, your rate, because you'll be divorced. Your rate will. My rate, clean slate. Okay? Right here. Fuck it, man. Best rate without weight. Best deal without weight. Best deal without weight. No, you don't have to wait for the divorce to go through or anything. Yeah. Ready to go right now? Could you imagine? I just like 200k. I was like, okay, let's fucking go. Maybe you might find someone that's willing to pay that. Bro, all these like, uh, all these uh, people, like, I bet you there's so many people that could use the money. Oh, uh, but they're definitely doing it. Yeah. What do you mean? So many people do it. Aparne. I don't know why more Gori aren't doing it. If I was a Gori, I'd 100% do it, man. I think if you're white, you could probably even get more. 
Because this is down there would be like, Aata pakka hi hona. Right? But this is still like, you know, you're still kind of nervous, right? You're questioning, you're like, yeah. I don't know. But you're like, fucking Gori came from Canada. You know, Trudeau saying no to this. <laughs> right? Dude, there's a couple people oh that I know of, like Desi guys in India who don't even, barely know English that got chicks off of like Facebook. Yeah. Like real girlfriends, but like then they Sanarji? came to the States and yeah. got divorced. Oh, yeah, that's, they fully that's basically what Ninety Day Fiance is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, whole yeah, show yeah. is basically that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ba- I know at least minimum two situations. There has to be real someone life. that's doing this as a full-on business. What? Where they're finding people yeah. and brokering like fake marriages still till this day. Hundred percent. There's there's probably so many people. They're probably just t- taking like a ten k fee. Yeah. That's it. That's all these guys. Ten k. That's nothing. Minimum twenty five. What? Yes. Dude, why do you think there's like all of a sudden immigration consulting has blown up? No way, Gervin. That's not no way. Look into it. What? What? All these immigration consultants that have billboards and shit. Most of them you think are running scams like this? It's not even scams. This is like a weird The ones here aren't running scams, (laughs) but they're definitely... A bunch of Simantis running around. (laughs) But... No, the ones in India for sure. Like the India like the islets. <laughs> the islets. There's people in India 1000% that are like Yeah, but I'm talking about how you said immigration consultants. Like you see their ads and shit all the time. Yeah, the ones here obviously have to do everything. You know, a lot of them are legit, but check the news. Check the news for how many times an immigration consultant gets busted for Order. some some scheme. Oh yeah, I've seen I recently saw that in the news like 500 800 something students are going to get deported back because the immigration consultancy that they used gave them like a fake acceptance letter into like a college yeah. i thought but i thought the fake marriage thing like they like really cracked down on that like uh cbsa really cracked down on that who knows it still happens so often i think now it doesn't happen as much because of this whole the student thing like mm. the student visa thing but even when they were cracking down, I know so many people that. Dude, I knew someone that worked in an immigration like office mm. and she would work with a lot of like, um, like go through a lot of applications of newly married people. This was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And she's like, dude, you will not believe the type of proof that people sent that they're actually married. Yeah. Like nude pictures of them in bed together in mm. attached in their application. Wow. <laughs> like doing this the- is our fucking trip is on. That was like our one cousin, remember? In India, when the doctor like, give us a stool sample. Oh, yeah. right? Just doing too much, man. So, but we just needed a piece of your poo, not the whole fucking thing. Oh, yeah. not, the, not a donga. Oh, yeah, not a donga full of your tutti, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But with our parents' stuff, like, I was, I thought we were, like, going away from this. Yeah. No, we. I think we are now. We are for the most part. I think there's just the odd families here and there that probably still have someone lingering around. Yeah. But uh, a lot of like the first generation Desis did it. It's just like you know the odd couple of people always got left behind, but that's just you know part of the game. There always has to be some casualties. You can't bring over. I get over, it. Yeah. There's a, There's always some casualties. But in like it's my- like you know like eighty percent of your family comes and twenty percent doesn't. It's like jaw fucking eighty <laughs> yeah, percent still a fucking B plus. <laughs> Right? <laughs> hey Pam Lodapod, just wanted your guys' opinion on this situation that's going on in my life. So I broke up with my 
ex recently. It was hella toxic. Um, and it was a messy breakup. He broke my stuff during the breakup, mm. uh, which I asked him to repay me for the damages, which was like 5K. Yeah. And he did. Oh, damn. Good guy. <laughs> Good guy. <laughs> what the Good. fuck? He Good. paid her back. Good. He broke it in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Most guys would have broken it and not even paid her back. <laughs> true that, true that. However, it's been a couple of months now, no contact, and he messaged me recently wanting his stuff back. But I was confused because I honestly didn't take any sweatshirts or clothes or anything like that. So he's talking about the gifts he got me. And then he continued to ask for $1,500 for, quote, other stuff, which I'm confused on. Like, does he want money back for hotels, foods, other expenses during a relationship? This guy wants his I full will, investment back. <laughs> I will for sure give back the gifts because I don't want that stuff anyways. But what do I do about the money? How is like, no, you're not getting the money back. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, that's, that's a, a little cost, bro. That's just him being salty. That's him being salty because he probably realized after like a month, he's probably like, why the fuck did I get this bitch five grand? Yeah. Right? Like, let me try to get some of it back. <laughs> yeah, why did I give her five grand? Tell no, him to Google yeah. sunk costs. I would give the I would give the gifts back if they if they want the gifts back, but I definitely wouldn't be throwing on fifteen hundred dollars on top of that. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Other stuff. Yeah, what that, other stuff? That, that type of shit you can't ask for back. Like, yo, if we're gonna start getting like that, I'm gonna start quoting my mental health costs too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> paying my therapy bill while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just say no and cut contact with them. Then. Yeah. Say no and block his number. Why you guys don't all block numbers after too? Such a messy breakup. You broke your shit. That number would have been blocked immediately after I got that 5k check. Yeah. <laughs> and trained my username too while I'm at it. <laughs> Coach, hear me out. I promise this submission is real. I'm a 28-year-old guy who's been dating this girl for three years. Mm. Over the years, we've gotten close to each other's family and cousins since our parents are all chill. I come from a home with a single mom and no siblings, whereas my girlfriend has sick parents. They're so chill and act like white parents, so it's a bit weird for me to adjust to. Uh... And she has so many cousins. One cousin in particular has a sm similar background to mine where she grew up with a single parent too and an overall hard upbringing. Her and I have talked and hung out in group settings and I always find myself relating to her and feeling more understood than my girlfriend and our senses of humors and views on finance and responsibilities in life align. My, my girlfriend and I have discussed how she doesn't understand but tries her best to support me. I know I could have a great life and I would never cheat on my girlfriend slash future wife, but I catch myself thinking that what if I was with her cousin instead? Seriously, with my girlfriend, I feel like I'll always be their family's charity case since her parents have said that they feel bad for me and want to support me in their family business one day. Greg's like sick. Growing up with little to no money, the thought of being financially okay if I marry my girlfriend is relaxing. And I know I could support my own mom then too. And then he says what he does, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, I can't be with my girlfriend's cousin because she would cause issues in the family and I would lose my financial security. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but do you guys think I should break up with my privileged, emotionally healthy, rich girlfriend and go find someone with more of a tragic story like mine for my peace of mind of feeling understood? Or should I get my head out of my ass and focus on the good in front of me and really and the reality of financial security? <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, hypergamy he's, right here. He's gold, this guy yeah. is a gold digger, okay? Yeah, he's gold digging for sure. <laughs> but do you? But do you? <laughs> okay, Gerg. 
Okay, do I focus on the good in front of me and the reality of financial security and a girl who does love me for me? I feel like my life is a movie and I don't know what to do. Please help Gurkarveen and Pammy. <laughs> Your life is a movie to you, you yeah. idiot. <laughs> oh my God. That Listen, man, two wrongs don't always make a right. Yeah. No, okay? I'll tell you right now they don't. Just because you... You're just pumped without another Johnny's talking to you. <laughs> Seriously, that's what it is. I'm telling Gert you right just, now. Gert just boils it down to like the most simplest fucking Yeah, like, that's all it is. You're just so pumped without another Johnny's talking to you. You're probably a good looking girl too. You're probably so pumped up now. But just take the financial freedom. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the financial freedom he even clearly said it. it is he's already like 10 times he literally said it 10 times <laughs> my man is after that bag all right so let him get it do you care but he's obviously like he's getting confused because relating when so, when you like can relate with somebody on that level like oh my god you get me yeah like you like, know you exactly just be friends with that person yeah. you know yeah you know exactly where i'm coming from you get me yeah you can just be like you know yeah more friends with that person and just if you there's ever like a a problem that only that person can understand maybe like they can be around or that cousin comes over and you guys you can you know talk about whatever yeah. and it's just like a better conversation because yeah. at the end of the day like even Obviously, for somebody who's not emotionally healthy, like, you know, just people need, everybody has something to work on. But if he feels like he isn't and she is, now let's say they have kids, mm -hmm. it's always good to have at least one. But this guy just trying to fart on the cousin you're talking about kids. <laughs> <laughs> you're tripping, bro. But that's the future. Like, if let's say they get married, they have kids, like, you know. Okay, listen, here's what it is, okay? Lost it. Like I said before, two wrongs don't make a right, okay? I feel like if you're both, if you both have a similar background and you both have similar trauma and insecurities and all this type of stuff, there's a high chance that you guys will clash on a lot of things. A and lot. your relationship might be passionate and shit in the beginning because you guys, quote, get each other. Yeah. But when real life starts to, like, settle in, it's going to be hard because you guys, you're, there's going to be a limited amount of growth when you yeah. don't have someone that has a different experience yeah. helping mm -hmm. you out. For example, Girk and Karen are a great example here. Traumatized oh. beyond life, Girk. Karen, emotionally <laughs> healthy child. <laughs> I'm not traumatized. They, they, I'm not traumatized. Oh, <laughs> Last week, yeah, I know I need to work on my traumas and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Their personalities are so different. But they, they, like, you could say, you've said too before, like, you guys have, like, Karen has helped you, like, look at things a different way. You have helped her look at things, like, a different way because of your difference in, like, upbringing mm -hmm. and yeah. your differences that you guys have. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because you kind of, like, you know how you say, like, Karen's, like, an optimist? Like, let's say you were both crazy optimistic. Like, you'd be making, like, crazy stupid decisions yeah. all the time. Or you're by the, you both were super negative thinkers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you'd just be surrounded by, like, negative then thinking Then you, the yeah, wouldn't try anything new. You Everything would just be, like, shitty. One person's gonna be a little bit fucked up. You know how, like, uh, Bob, Bob Proctor talks about, like, why poor people stay poor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is because it's, like, that paradigm. Yeah, yeah, Like, you grow up in poverty, you grow up in a poor person's mindset, and it's very hard yeah. to get out of that mindset. Whereas, like, kids who grow up in wealth yeah. or who grow up having, like, money, they think about money in a different way. Yeah. And they think about finances in a different way. So yeah. it's easier for them, yeah. you know, to see the opportunity in so many different things. Yeah. So... Like, just look at it. If you're worried about money, mm -hmm. wouldn't you want to be around the person who looks at money in, like, a positive way? Mm -hmm. 
as opposed to the person who's looking at it like oh it's money i'm never gonna have it there's only limited amounts of it like you know they're just that one way to think of it because clearly the bag is what this guy's concerned about (laughs) but this guy's jumping the gun so far there's a a 95 percent chance if you even said anything to the cousin she's gonna slap you in the head right you're fucking about to marry my cousin what the fuck are you thinking yeah i just thought you're a nice guy you're imagining your whole life with me like relax she's out there trying to find a freaking emotionally healthy healthy guy guy. yeah Yeah. and like honestly a lot of this is uh, and i just brought up that finance thing because this guy's like concerned about it but like being with someone who's emotionally stable to me i feel like is the number one priority that people should look for 100 when it comes to a relationship because someone who can have a conversation who has like who was like in control of their emotions like how many stories did we hear about guys like losing their shit on their girlfriends Mm -hmm. fighting breaking their shit like all this type of stuff like that's not what you should be looking out for look for someone who's like healthy for you to be in a relationship with who like gets you and wants to support you like those are you have all those things in this girl so why are you looking to her just because she's laughing at your fucking jokes? Yeah, that's that's literally what he's saying. He's like, yeah. oh, she gets my humor. Yeah. So she's laughing at your jokes. All of a sudden, she's the one. <laughs> what? I'm telling you, man. This is just get the palm. Yeah. yeah that's, Chick just smiles. You're like, Sick. literally, that's literally what it sounds like. It's boiling down to here. Let's say both girls were from money. Yeah. Let's say her cousin has money too. Then I guarantee you, I, this guy was going to jump ship. Really? This no guy, This guy would, if that chick had, was wealthy and provided financial security, yeah. I guarantee you this guy would have jumped ship. Wow. This guy's about to wild. jump ship and the only thing keeping him back is the money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so yeah. imagine that's gone. Yeah, He's yeah, 100% yeah. jumping ship. That is fucked because... It's true. Because, you know, like the money's not taking away the, the cousin's trauma. and her like not being emotionally like healthy like your current girlfriend is which i think is priceless emotional stability and security is priceless people okay i've been waiting for this day i've been waiting for this day to tell you guys about cityscape eye care my best friend rose aka dr combo aka ricka rose i'm just kidding (laughs) um you guys already know i talk about it all the time on the podcast cityscape eye care all right she's an optometrist they provide comprehensive eye exams with retinal imaging for kids seniors and adults and remember kids and seniors are fully covered with alberta Healthcare. so bring your whole con don all right bring them all glasses contacts they have a wide variety of designers as well dng prada tom ford ray-bans they got it all all right and if you mention the podcast they will give you 30% off a complete pair of glasses. Girl, I just got my pair. I got myself a brand new pair of glasses. Oh, thank God. Go see Dr. Combo for all your eye care needs and follow them on Instagram at Cityscape Eye Care. Give them a call and book your appointment today. My boyfriend and I live together and we're both in professional programs, medicine and law. Okay. Solid. High earning uh, folks here we have. I'm always the one that goes and buys groceries for the household and prepares meals for us. Okay. I make him breakfast most days, pack his lunch majority of the time, and the days I don't, he buys food out, and I cook dinner. We split groceries 50-50, and lately, I've been feeling like it's not fair because he gets the benefit of saving so much time from not having to cook and grocery shop, let alone the mental load that comes with me planning the meals. I think it would be fair in this situation for him to pay for all the groceries going forward because he isn't helping cook or making me food or going to grocery shopping with me. 
He thinks that I would be taking advantage of him by making him pay for all the groceries and brings up how he has to pay four times as much tuition than me every year. And I pay significantly less because I got a scholarship that covers most of my tuition. I don't think it's fair for him to use this against me because his family is well off and fully agreed to send him to this school and pay that amount. Whereas mine would have been like hell no and slapped me if I wanted to go to a school that cost as much as his. If he was struggling financially, I would completely get it. But they are way more able to pay his tuition and support him. And I want to support him through this and do things to make his life easier because I'm able to balance my school and home life better. But it would also be nice to have my partner cook for me once in a while or at least pay for half the groceries, at least pay for all the groceries to make it more equal if he gets all the benefit. Welcome to the struggle of the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy to me, man. Groceries and, how and cooking and like how it's like the mental load stuff. Because the mental load stuff is yeah. always changing. Uh, Girk can't even handle going to the grocery store. I hate the fucking grocery store. I will fucking fight tooth and nail not to go. Yeah. Like I literally hate going. The it's, fact that the two of you go together blows my mind. It's only happened a handful of times. Hmm. I don't know. At one point, it seemed like you guys were only going together. And I'm like, how is this even like... like I used to always to bring it up. I was like, but Graveen goes by herself. <laughs> <laughs> I, the amount of times I dropped that line... Don't freaking bring me I'm into like, yeah, Graveen like, told me, show me this app that she has. It just tells her when her next things that she needs to buy her. Why don't you create a list like that? <laughs> Which is just like, yeah. But that once it, that comes down to a, a home... You're the home manager... And that's a part of your mental load. So this is what these guys are trying to manage. And what I'm hearing... <laughs> I'm hearing that she just wants him to cook sometimes. I'm hearing but that. obviously, but she didn't say that. She did. She did? Yeah, she's like, it would be nice for someone to cook. Oh, in the very beginning. No, very no, no, end. at the end. She goes, I want to support him through this and do things to make his life easier. So she does want to do things to yeah. make him his life easier. Okay. But then she says... But it would also be nice to have my partner cook for me once in a while as well, or at least pay for all the groceries. Yeah. So it's one or the other, pretty much. And I don't think it's completely unreasonable for her to ask if this is something that would make her feel better for him to pay for 100% of the groceries. And if she's doing 100% of the cooking, I think that's fair. In this type of a situ, in this type of roommate situation, mm-hmm. because that's the men like me- accounting for a mental load and the actual hours that get put into cooking mm-hmm. is a lot. Yeah, and if you start putting like a, your hourly rate on something, it's whatever your hourly rate might be at that point. You know how everyone should have their hourly rate set up yeah. so that you organize your tasks better and like prioritize things better. For him to bring in the whole, this is how much I pay for tuition thing, mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. I don't think that has, because you also, you have to categorize things like, what does this have to do with this? Mm-hmm. And I don't think his tuition has anything to do with their grocery and and meal planning mm-hmm. stuff, especially well, in this case. Well, like, about her. I don't think his family's wealth has anything to do with how much he should pay for groceries. Yeah, but that's just her taking it into that. Same, that's the same thing he did too. He start he started it. <laughs> See, look, the, the, the no, that, that all of that is should no, be no, completely she, separate. I think she explained that part because he brought up the tuition. Yeah, I I could have myself just left that whole bit out. Yeah. 
let's say I left the whole bit about the tuition out and all that type of shit. What would you say in the, in that situation? Just when it came down to groceries and who's making them and blah, blah, blah. So let's just bring out, let's just take out the tuition part. Why don't you guys just like cook together or some shit? He doesn't want to. He doesn't, he probably doesn't want to. And he probably doesn't have the time. Because is he the one that's in med school? I shouldn't say. Okay. I'm assuming he's in med school. She's in law school. Yeah, I mean, I would think, like, if you guys sometimes together, like, made stuff, it might be easier. And she might not be so, like, annoyed and resentful of it. Or maybe once in a while you do. Or just cooks. order HelloFresh. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. HelloFresh, you still have to cook it. Yeah, but you guys go But on the groceries to- part is yeah. out, which is a lot of the yeah. stress. Yeah. go online then each of you guys pick a meal for the week like she picks two you pick two or three or yeah, whatever yeah. sometimes and, is yeah and then you guys can pick the pick it together and have it delivered and that's it yeah someone just go yeah it. like the way if you left all of that out yeah. the way i see it is he, he's paying for the food cost and she's paying with her labor cost essentially mm. and then they're both but then but but then here's what happens is that if he's paying 100% of the groceries, then you have to put in 100% of the effort to be making meals. Well, it seems like she's already putting But it. she's saying that sometimes she doesn't. But okay, I'm just saying from like based on who I am, I would not be able to take on the stress yeah. of being the sole cooker yeah. and grocery food shopper and all that type of stuff. So if one thing is missing or something from the fridge or lunch doesn't get, get made that day, I don't want to fucking hear it. That, oh, I pay for this. This was the fucking deal. This was our deal. Yeah, yeah I don't want to yeah. hear that shit, bro. Yeah. I'd rather, let's just go 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, like. I think it needs to, like, oh, my God. Me and Tony have literally tried almost everything under the sun. Because this is, like, a lifelong. You're literally eating multiple times a day yeah. for the rest of your life. And it's a, I think it's a point of contention for literally everybody. Or, I don't know. But I never even, this was never, ever an issue for us in our like other than like uh, me not wanting to go grocery shopping yeah how does that work in with you and karen nothing like so once like every like god knows how long like you know couple months or something Mm. i'll go with her to the grocery store and do like one big run with her Mm. and then like the little stuff she tops up Mm -hmm. but then when it comes to like cooking food or making food like some days I'll grab some food and I'll barbecue or make food Mm. sometimes i like make my own food sometimes Mm. she makes her own food like there's no like like you don't expect your her to make your lunch every day no okay so that's where the problem is is like he has an expectation does he have an expectation or is that just how things have been that she okay started so maybe you need it? to clear that up too because like that and then i also then i'm thinking like yo like we don't have like uh like we obviously both work from home right um she goes to the office maybe once sometimes twice a week if that most of the time i'm home but even then, like in the like in the morning, if she's like she sometimes she gets up before me, she'll make her own like breakfast and she'll eat it, whatever, start working. I'll go do my thing. Then if I'm hungry, I'll come home. I'll like make myself a sandwich and I'll eat that. And then like in the evening, sometimes she'll like make a meal for us or sometimes I'll make a meal. Like, I don't know. It's just like I've never had a fucking issue with this. I feel like the easiest thing that you can say is, listen, if groceries are going 50-50, Okay, let's take out your tuition, how much I'm paying, how much you're paying, then there should the cooking should be 50-50 too. Or just help out more. Yeah. Cuz he's not going to understand like, 
oh, the effort that goes into cooking, blah, 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 until he does it. Yeah. Okay. So put him in that position. Put him in the position where it'd be like, listen, if we're doing 50-50, half of the week you're making the meals. Yeah. Half of the week I'm making the meals. We'll regroup in a month. Yes. Okay. If it's too idea. much stress for you, yeah. then we'll visit this conversation again and we'll go from there. Yeah. Right. End of story. Yeah. yeah. Do don't that. you don't have to be like solid right now. This is yeah. how it has to be. And also, I noticed too, like a lot of times, like Karen will make something, and I'm like, "Yo, I don't even want to eat that shit." Yeah. <laughs> like I was gonna make something else. Like then yeah, I just like yeah, you yeah. know I'll make a sandwich or something. Yeah. Yeah. But the pro- the thing that we can't necessarily comment on is this whole like splitting the groceries. Yeah, because you you because you guys are different because you guys have joint accounts. Yeah. So the money is not 50-50. You guys are not going 50-50. You're both going 100 on the groceries. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening here. But for me, it was more like, you know, I just want you to like know what this feels like. Like just do it. Or like I want I want to eat food that I haven't made myself in this house. Can you just cook for me? And then he finally just said, look, I hate cooking. I've never done it. I don't want to do it and I will never do it. So get your ass back in the kitchen right now, <laughs> or this nanny is gonna be fucking fired tomorrow. <laughs> you jerk! This is before the nanny. <laughs> this is before the kids. It was before the nanny. Okay, and then we just had to like finally come to terms with like, okay, he's just never gonna do that. So what is he gonna do? What is he gonna take on in this household? And that's only gonna be his, and this is only gonna be mine. Mm-hmm. So then nobody has any expectations. Mm. so yeah so i guess similar i don't know i think you're that's a good idea pam the get him to do it like get him to the cooking too 50 yeah. percent of the time and for then, a month and, and then, then revisit if it's too much for him with and his... watch him he's gonna be crying while he's doing it before he does it while he's doing it and definitely after or he enjoys it yeah or stuff. he enjoys it and then you guys can go 50 50 yeah then know. you're a lucky girl yeah i'm getting married this year and have a soon to be wife who has taken on some of some of the finance. I'm reading this verbatim, okay? So just bear with me. Some of the finance with the wedding and dropping money where parents should. She said when we get married, she will have 60K or more saved up. Uh-huh. But now with her spending, soon we'll be more likely have 40K as she's helped wedding expenses. We agreed to buy a house now as I'll be putting 80 to 90K she won't be able to put 60k down is this fair for me to tell her to let her parents handle it don't want her to bend over her back spending it on suits and makeup and decor a little confused. how about we take an english course first <laughs> <laughs> so she's okay, this so, is she gave, okay? so she gave 20k out of the 60k for wedding expenses yeah yeah so like to she's, her parents to her parents for to help her with the side co- of the wedding or she's yeah, yeah. dropped that in deposits like and herself he's saying that he's gonna put an 80 to 90k mm-hmm. um down on a house yeah. and her investment was supposed to be 60k yeah but now it's gonna be 40k yeah because like the wedding costs and he's saying is it fair for me to tell her like yo take your 20k back and let your parents handle that yeah and put the full 60k in into like the house because he he doesn't want her to use that money basically mm-hmm. on suits and makeup and decor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that's what's happening here. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I feel like if you initially agreed that you were gonna put down like eighty, ninety k, and she was gonna put down sixty, if you initially agreed on that, then I feel like you know if she did want to go all out on other stuff, giving twenty k for the wedding, she should have found that money somewhere else. But not everybody can do that. <laughs> no, no, I know. But then, are you just you know downgrade the stuff a little bit? 
So she gave him her word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now she's, yeah. Yeah, okay. So. And now let's say, like, that's going to change their whatever they're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If, if or, like, if it changes or if it doesn't, like, obviously it's going to have some sort of impact on it. But regardless, I just still feel like if that's what you initially said, mm-hmm. and then now all of a sudden you're going to be like, actually, never mind, I'm going to only put 40K in it. I do feel like that's kind of unfair. You guys planning, are, okay. you, are you buying the house 50 50 though? Like, well, then it's getting into that nitty gritty. But I bet you that's not even the case. They're probably like, yo, we need X amount of money down if we want to afford this type of house. And she's like, okay, I have 60 saved up. He's like, okay, I have 90 saved up. Mm. And they're like, okay, let's put it together and we'll get this house. They're probably just going to be 50-50. Both are going to be on title. Both are going to be on the property. I doubt they're going to go into like the nitty gritty of that. But I feel like mm. then in, if that's the case, then yeah, I do think that's unfair then. So then I don't think, she, okay, back to his question of like, is it fair for me to ask her to go to her parents, blah, blah, blah. I think the way he's wording it is a little, I don't know. It's okay. Rough the, around the edges. Yeah, yeah. The way he's wording it is not helping his case because he's making it seem like her parents are struggling Yeah. and she's helping them out. So now you look like the asshole yeah. being like, don't give your parents 20K to help with the wedding. Yeah. Like yeah. that obviously is such an asshole thing. At to the end of the day, it. it's your own wedding. Yeah. How about you guys both agree to cut back on the wedding expenses? Yeah. yeah. Where she doesn't have to spend or help her parents with 20K extra costs if this is such a huge yeah. deal. I think what, okay, based on his last sentence, he said, I don't want her to bend over backwards. But he didn't say that. He said, don't want her to bend over her back. Spending it on suits, <laughs> makeup. Bend over her back. Yeah, so that's like a reg- general, like a very regular struggle between men and women. I, I think what's happening here is that she wants designer outfits yeah. and the best makeup artist. Yeah. And she's willing to pay for that out of her own pocket. Because yeah. her parents can only spend a certain amount. Yeah. So I think the conversation that you need to have with her is, hey, we agreed. Yeah that you were going to put in 60K, okay? And I was going to put in 80 to 90. Now you are saying that you are going to put in less into this house mm-hmm. and because you want to spend it on these, in my quote opinion, fall through things, yeah. okay? Yeah. That don't really matter in the long run. In the long run yeah. And so I think we need to reevaluate our priorities here. What do you think is more important? This extra 20K that, you know, like, you could maybe... You're flushing down the toilet. You're flushing down the toilet, in my opinion. And I think we should be putting it into this house. Yeah. Or like, what's happening here? Get on the same page. Yes. Have the conversation with her first. And don't just be like, let your parents handle it. Let your parents take yeah. care of it. That's not the problem. Because yeah. if she's spending extra and bending over her back to spend it on suits and makeup and stuff like this, yeah. this is going to translate. This is a spending habit problem. This is a spending habit problem. Then you guys are going to fight more. Once you get the house, because then she's going to want to blow more money on furniture, you, yeah, furniture like, or whatever expensive stuff that you maybe think are going to be useless. Do, I, I agree with Girk mm-hmm. that it's unfair mm-hmm. to him because he went into this, you know, he saved up 80, 90 K thinking that she's going to hold up her end of the deal. Yeah. And now she's being like, no, actually, I, you know, I want to help my parents. I want to spend it on this outfit that I'm going to wear. Yeah. Time. And obviously that's not confirmed because he's saying... He's saying she wants to help her parents out. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like stuck where I'm like, is she really wanting to help her parents out? Or is she just, is she just wanting to spend more money? She has expensive tastes. Yeah. My girl here. Yeah. Then fucking pony up the 20K for the (laughs) dog. Pony up the 20K. But what Pammy's saying is it's not just about this 
20k it's beyond that like if she couldn't if she is struggling like with she this, could later down the road like you know be like oh actually i want to spend 20k on this now too and they're married at that point yeah, yeah. you know so you should both get on the same like they buy the house now they're trying to furnish it yeah. and he's thinking he's budgeted like you know 20k for full house furnishing furniture decor tv yeah and she everything. wants restoration hardware and she's 50K. thinking like 80 yes 50 to 80k be like, fucking, where's that 30k coming from yeah my bank account's empty yours is empty so <laughs> fucking hopes and dreams ain't buying this shit <laughs> okay love the podcast what you're doing for the culture so many people have said this to me recently i don't understand <laughs> what am i doing for the culture yeah like i was like what, like i love what you're doing for the culture like i've heard this maybe the four times in this this just this past month and a half it probably just means for the culture like what does that mean like you know there's like you know this is out there doing podcasts bearing bringing awareness to certain to, things to a fucking okay. circus of a fucking life we live <laughs> let the go let the go to end highlighting the circus that is our lives <laughs> okay um i only started consistently listening to the pod a few weeks ago welcome i kept telling Telling myself I'd listen to it while working out and then didn't go to the gym for a year. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> my type of person right here. I was listening to old episodes and got to the one about wedding do's and don'ts. I know you guys advise people to stand up to their parents during wedding planning. Did we say that? Sometimes I think I'm like, what have I said? And then that and then that week I'm feeling different. I'm like, maybe yeah. I should have said that. Okay. And um, I was, okay, uh, standing up to your parents during wedding planning and or general life stuff. But in my situation, it seems a bit risky. Oh, I think this, when we're talking about the finances, yeah, like yeah. putting your foot down, like, no, 700 people are not coming to this wedding yeah. <laughs> type of deal. Okay. I'm getting married next summer. And I agree with so many of your opinions about not wanting randoms at your house before the Anand Karaj or having out of town guests stay with us, etc. But my dad is obviously going to want it his way which caters to all of his random relatives. My dad is a legit abusive alcoholic and my entire family tries to do what this is do best, hide it. Cater to him and keep him moving. I've gotten the worst of the physical abuse in the past, but I'm not scared of him, to be honest. Um, I've already survived so much. What more could he do? Some would agree it's not a safe choice to argue with someone like that. But in my mind, if he's the type to create the masha no matter what, isn't it winning if I just do it first? There's certain parts of the wedding that the petty traumatized kid in me can't let him have. You don't get to ruin my life and then act like my pillar in a gurdwara in front of a thousand people. Finally, legitimate question. I feel like letting my videographer... Okay, so this is her final question, okay? I feel like letting my video and photo person know that we don't vibe like that so they so they don't try to fit, fit in moments with him as my emotionally happy wedding scenes. Because you know how like photographers like make that all yeah. fucking set that shit up. But I'm worried that they're going to think I'm an asshole if I say don't include my bapu who's paying for everything in the video. <laughs> do, you, do you think there's a way to explain it to them that wouldn't be trauma dumping but a good explanation? Okay. First of all, you don't need to explain anything. She went to, I want to say this to my video people, but then I don't want them to think X, Y, Z of me. The last bit where she's like, but how do I explain it to them so it's not trauma dumping? But like, okay... First of all, pick pick a side. Are you somebody who cares about what people think of you yeah. or are you scared of like trauma dumping? Those are two different things. Well, I feel like if your bop was paying for the wedding, you just have to let it happen as it's going to happen. I think it's perfectly like photo video people ask as well. Like, okay, is there anybody else? Yeah. Who are who are your immediate family members? Who do you want 
your you know photo video content essentially you could just say like you could just say hey don't overly try to create happy moments just for the video and the photo with my dad that's it and And also you can once the wedding video is in and they send it to you you can go back and tell them hey cut this part out cut yeah this. cut that you, part you out can cut, cut this part you, out you can get it cut out like or you could just have a few or shots you could just in save mind. all that time and trouble and tell them in the first just place. tell them in the first place because you know how they do like oh the dad and the mom put the knee on the head and all yeah. this type of should be like i don't want any of that stuff yeah be like i just want a couple of shots with my mom yeah. if you want to film those things we can yeah. and a few family pictures yeah. don't spend too much time doing this extra setup for these like these type of things these emotional shoots. yeah these emotional shoots be like i don't want to do that that's just not the vibes i'm going for right now and you don't have to o- overly explain anything yeah. trust me video photo people have seen everything yeah. plus more at their these fucking weddings okay and the less they have to do the happier they are <laughs> yeah. 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 oh we don't have to create these special moments they're not gonna be like why yeah they're gonna be like okay yeah like th- that's just a yeah. normal customer service to- and don't worry to you, you're not gonna check. be the only that's one it. trauma dumping during your wedding literally everybody else trauma dumps. yeah your makeup artist is gonna be hearing all of it okay so, yeah. <laughs> like, don't worry okay it's not about that like they're just there to do a job and they're there to do the job for you and also the whole bit the first part where it was like should i create a scene and ask for what i want and cause drama or whatever i know at this point you want to and you're in this like fight fighting type of mode and you you feel like fighting okay but there's no point so just yeah you're gonna just get (laughs) 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 it's not even that it's just pointless you don't want that shit just fucking go with the flow they want random staying at your house let the random stay at your house whatever else he wants let him do it. if he's paying for it he gets it yeah. okay whether he's an alcoholic or not unfortunately i'm talking about standing up to your parents like when you like in a pretty stable environment like <laughs> yeah. where it's like you don't really have any reason like yeah. you don't, don't worry about a fucking baseball bat coming to the <laughs> yeah. back of your head <laughs> like, <laughs> don't have to, you like you know what i mean yeah like yeah, where it's, yeah. it's not gonna cause too much trouble yeah. because at the end of the day if it is their money that's going into yeah. this then you really have like as unfortunate as it is you're gonna have to like you suck know you're gonna have to suck it up at yeah. the end of the day and i also wouldn't want just i i would be thinking of the people that i care about in this situation and that would be like if i was her like my mom and like my if my, like my siblings and stuff and i think the last thing i would want is my mom to feel any type of shame and embarrassment mm-hmm. and and if it's coming from anyone and not you and also the shame and embarrassment is one thing but also the the trouble and grief that you would cause yeah. all these other people just to pick a fight yeah and for you to just get that out of your system yeah so your dad doesn't get what he wants because that's not fair. Yeah. Because then ultimately the people that are going to get hurt the most, not your dad, it's yeah. everybody else. And you're going to get married and dip the house on him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, that's it for the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Make sure you follow Gurk on Instagram at Karnpati Real Estate. You want to buy, sell, invest in Calgary Real Estate, hit him up on Instagram at Karnpati Real Estate. Follow Gravine on Instagram at There Goes Gravine. What? Let's just see where she goes and um follow the official podcast instagram account at coach b podcast subscribe to the patreon for bonus content and we'll catch you next week on coaches don't play bye